What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Madhouse Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Connor Graham, joined with my fellow co-host, Ryan Burns, hey. and special guest, Brendan Christie, and Ian Figueroa. What's up? What's up, everybody? How's, How's it going? everyone doing? How's your week been? It's been a big week. Oh, big yeah. week. Lots of shit to do. Lots of announcements. So, Ryan, big things, you say. Elaborate. Uh, so this has been not E3, uh, but pretty much everything besides that. E3 uh, minus the con. Big announcements from PlayStation, a lot of PC announcements. Oh, yeah. My favorite probably has been New Blood's announcements at E3. Oh, yeah. New Blood, you say? Would that perchance be a small indie company? That makes games that have PS2 era visuals. Oh, I see you've heard. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've heard the good word of New Blood. I think we so, all have. For those who don't know, New Blood is a indie studio that's been putting out games that are mostly games that are pretty much like PS style, like graphics and everything. Their E3 presentation was a little bit scuffed, in all honesty. But uh, just just a little bit scuffed. Oh, GameSpot, GameSpot, fuck. But oh, everything's GameSpot. been real good. Like they announced some new games. They showed off a trailer for their newest game, Gloomwood. They actually put out uh, Unfortunate Spacemen for free this week, which has been really cool, and apparently it's been really successful, and I know we tried a few matches the other night of it, and I had, I had a blast a with it, yeah. I have yet to, fun, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Once we once we got into a lobby and some randoms from the internet started to join, of course, you <laughs> yeah. know, the internet us... does its magic and things turn into fun. <laughs> we were hanging out with someone trying to sell us Nickelback CDs. We had, and we had, the, yes. we had someone yes. impersonating the lead singer of Nickelback, and then halfway oh through gosh. the game, he turned into Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I stand Nickelback. I'll fight you. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. But uh, have you guys heard what their whole, like, big thing that happened at E3, or not E3, but the PC Gamer Show was... I saw it live. (laughs) So, the rest of you, have you seen the stuff that happened with them? I Uh, have not. All I heard was it was a bit of a blunder. So, PC Gamer had their initial conference and was showing off the stuff that was going on there. And during it, they were supposed to premiere the trailer for Gloomwood, which is a thief-inspired game with guns pretty much uh check them out at thiefwithguns.com uh they love their novelty urls uh you can check them out at we hate.money which i think is my favorite or oh, not my fortnite.com uh, my favorite is the one with a uh, vodka in, yeah they say. like what was the url drink more dot vodka yeah drink more dot vodka that one is my favorite but oh my so gosh. During the PC Gamer showcase that they were doing, uh, they were going to premiere the Gloomwood trailer, and during the announcement, uh, they showed off their lineup of games and everything, and then they skipped over that trailer, at which point the CEO of the company was like, 
Yo, they didn't show it. <laughs> like, that's fucked. Made a stealth game so good it didn't even <laughs> premiere. Yeah. That was the Twitter post. So, Gosh. so, PC Gamer actually replied to the tweet that they put out and was like, hey, we're super sorry about this, and they ended up showing it after the credits of the show, which was a whole ordeal, because everyone there thought it was going to be Bloodborne on PC, so when they showed Gloomwood, a lot of people were super disappointed, but I played the demo for Gloomwood the other day, and that game is good. It's super, like, atmospheric and, like, heavy and, like, stealth and just, like, the horror genre. And it's been really interesting seeing all the stuff that they've been putting out. They also put out a game called, or the demo for a game called Ultra Kill, which has some of the coolest combat I've seen in a while. With, you can, like, one of the coolest thing about the game was... You have a pistol, and one of the upgrades for it is you can throw a coin in the air, and when you do that, you can then shoot the coin mid-air, and if you hit it, it will hit the weak point on the nearest enemy. <laughs> you can trick shot off a penny. Oh, yeah. Yo, so, like, babe, help me out with this shit. <laughs> it's been amazing seeing the trick shots that people have been putting together and all the stuff about it, but New Blood has been really heavy in their promotion for the stuff that they've been going on with they made games like dusk maximum action unfortunate spacemen all of them and a whole lot more and i just have been super into the stuff they've been putting out and i hope you guys see some of the cool stuff that they've done i mean like, i gotta admit when you had first brought up the company and everything like that, and we're like, hey, you should try out one of these games by these guys. They make really cool games and everything like that. I was pretty skeptical, because, like, PS2-style graphics. You know, <laughs> either you love them or you hate them. Uh, if, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for, like, new-gen graphics, which, like, I know most people are these days, because it's like, why have a game that looks like it's made of polygons when I could be looking out the mirror, like, looking out the window? And, like, I get that. And I'm a total sucker for that. Like any realistic HD graphics, I just I melt over. But sitting down and playing like Unfortunate Spaceman and everything like that, the graphics have their novelty in like a way that you know no other game these days really has. It has its own kind of style that brings you back to like, hey, you're a kid playing the PS2 in your family's living room. But like yeah. you're instead a 20-year-old man sitting at his computer in his room. <laughs> I, and it, I just, I, I honestly, I couldn't get over that novelty, and I'm still kind of hooked on it, and I want to play more and more New Blood games because of it, because they're bringing me back to that kind of point, but bringing new things to it that couldn't be done back then. I was going to say the same kind of thing. It's like almost that old art style makes me want to play it more. It makes me feel like a, a game that I pretty much could have already played already. It's like instant familiarity, you know? Yeah, I, uh, from someone who's actually, like, played the old Thief games and his, everything as well, uh, like, just, uh, as soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, this is, like, Age of Iron, uh, like, all over again. And I was very, very hyped, and 
then Ryan showed me their like Twitter page and everything, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna pick up this game, and I've still yet to play the demo. But what I've heard from Ryan is like, especially as like someone who plays like probably the most the most out of like stealth games out of this group of people, like I I'm very much into it. Wasn't it also that some people have already figured a way to like speed run the demo and there's like a 48 oh. second completion rate for the speed run <laughs> Two so minutes. Two minutes. so the dev before the demo came out he was like someone's going to figure out how to speed run the demo by stacking 14 boxes up the side of a building and as soon as it came oh out God. within the day of it coming out someone had a two minute speed run of it and like good on them they optimized that shit fast they were ready. It was like two minutes and like what, forty-eight or fourteen seconds? Yeah. So like, God it's insane because these games that they put out have incredible style to them. Like, I have loved Maximum Action because it's just over the top, like eighties action movie, like John Woo style type of stuff. And seeing them, they really put like their heart and soul into their games. And when we played Unfortunate Spacemen the other day, it felt really cool because it wasn't just like, oh yeah, it's just another game where you pretend to be someone and that you're not. Instead, it's like, they took the idea of like Trouble in Terrorist Town, the Gmod uh, like, game mode, and actually fleshed it out into something more, where like, you turn into a monster and you can become like... Uh, there, there's a variety of monsters that you can be in it, and they all have unique abilities and everything, and it's just been really fun seeing their, like, growth as a company. So, like, a better Morbius. Oh, a yeah. A better Morbius, yeah. That old mod, shout out to the Morbius, uh, Mor- Morbus. Morbus? Is, uh, yeah. is it Morbus or Morbius? Pretty sure it's Morbus, I don't think there was I- an eye. I don't remember. It's, it's been, been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done that. Since we've dusted off the old G mod. Oh man, um, low key, like some of those G mod mods, though, like those game modes were like fantastic. They were fun, man. But besides that, uh, what have you guys been into, or what have you been hyped up about since the not E three presentations have been showing? For me personally, I've. Uh, I saw the original announcement trailer for, like, Ghostwire Tokyo, and that, for me especially, was very, like, close to home in terms of, like, the aesthetic and the style that I like, because it's very, like, at least from what I'm getting, like, supernatural neo-noir, Yeah. because it's set in, like, modern-day Tokyo, but you fight spirits and demons and yokai, and just the presentation, at least from the gameplay trailer that they have right now, is very reminiscent of, like, some of, like, the older, like, 90s anime that I remember watching. I completely am blanking on the name, but... Yu Yu Hakusho! No, oh, the, well, such of, a good kind, anime. Kind of like Yu Yu Hakusho. But there was another one where they actually had, like, if you'll see in the gameplay, like, they actually have, like, a sort of hand wrap with, like, prayer beads around their, uh... You know, yeah. Wrists. Um, yeah. no, it was another one. Uh, it's similar to that, but there was also I like completely blanking on the name, even though I've watched all of oh, it. Looks like you showed up to the party with no <laughs> snacks. Exactly, that's exactly what happened. But um, I swear, uh, like if I can find it, I'll like have 
have it like linked in the comments because yeah, if, if you if you remember it, we'll have Ryan edit the name in right here. It'll oh. be a voice clip of you saying it right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you, if you don't, if you didn't remember it, uh, that's gonna comments. be that's comments. gonna be straight. In the it's, just, it's just gonna be a goose honk. Yeah, it's gonna be a goose honk. <laughs> but I'll remember it later. But anyway, the whole style of it, um, especially with like stuff like there's a tabletop game that I've supported that's very similar to it. Of where it's like modern day, but with like supernatural elements and like hunting ghosts, yokai, demons, and all this stuff uh, is like especially just to me like very close to my heart in terms of like what I like to see. Because mixing with uh, mixing fantasy with reality is just very much my sort of niche. <laughs> so yeah. seeing uh, mm. someone just like slap around demons with karate chops and shit and magic is just like yes. And then and, call a cab and go get some noodles at a ramen bar. Exactly. But uh, I don't think they've seen anything like that. At least, like, that just reminds me of Yakuza. Yakuza is, like, uh, <laughs> uh, nothing as crazy as that, but at least in terms of, like, the dark, atmospheric, like, uh, hey, there are demons, uh, like, looking around every corner, and you have to go into this, like, spirit realm to, like, kick their asses is, like, just from what I've seen, I'm very very excited to be able to see like what else they bring to this table of like oh hey modern day tokyo but with demons that you get to bitch slap the shit out of it's cool they have like magical abilities and stuff i think my favorite scene from their trailer was the character just riding on a motorcycle and someone flying towards them and grabbing them out of the air and sliding oh, them onto yeah. it was that just was amazing good. My other favorite one was the one where they're standing at, like, the Tycho gate, and all you see is just, like, the infinite reflections of yeah. them. That I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I love seeing. Low-key because I'm a weeb, but, like, <laughs> that, yeah, no, it's just, uh, I, I love Japanese culture, especially being, like, oh, finding out, like, oh, hey, I'm Japanese myself. Uh, let's dive entirely in. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm 0.5% Japanese. Uh, I can move to Japan now. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm a quarter Japanese. Get your percentage in, right. I can I can live in Japan. Yeah, Ohio gozaimasu. Sorry, that was. I, like... don't, I don't need the subtitles on my anime. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to any Japanese viewers. That's real bad. That's but real uh, bad. yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo looks amazing. Oh, I'm so hyped. But also, speaking about slapping the shit out of demons and magical creatures, Resident Evil Eight has no zombies. Oh, Dude, that God. was insane. What the fuck? Like, talk about, like, a complete 180. Like, oh, yeah, Resident Evil game, zombies and, like, other infected? Nah, we're going, like, werewolves and witches. This is all full, like, Van Helsing. And so... Leon, cast the spell to defeat the witch! <laughs> it... Oh, shit. I think <laughs> that was... <laughs> I think it was just, like, complete 180. No one expected them to just be like, yeah, we're not zombies anymore. We're going for, like, a whole nother aesthetic of it. Uh, like, uh, I feel like the, like, first they've diverted from, like, zombies and everything would be, like, RE, like, 4 or 5 with, like, the Las Huertas. Yeah. Uh, like, no, that's wine. That's wine. Yeah, I was about to say, Las Huertas is a wine <laughs> out of Argentina. I've been, oh, <laughs> I work at a liquor store. Look at me. What wine would you like with this cheese? Let me tell you. Would you like wine with your zombies? Uh, yeah, that's 
I, I just, oh man, work was long today, but yeah, the Las Plagas, that's the closest thing that I can get to that, besides like the T-Virus, Las Plagas, and then there's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're bringing it to like, werewolves and witches, bitches. But also, if you think about it though, that kind of opens up the opportunity for Resident Evil to hit a whole new, like, possibility of enemy types and, like, you know, uh, God, it's like the plot lines. Oh, like, yeah. No yeah. longer is it the days of Umbrella and T virus. Now we can have, like, witch cults or, like, demons, or, like, you could basically have Resident Evil Doom, where the dude's got to oh. travel through the layers of hell to defeat Satan. <laughs> Oh, it's yes. really cool hearing the, the, like, just not even hearing, but, like, coming up with ideas on the different things that they can do with this. Like, the ideas of witches and werewolves is wholly unique to this game, and it's really interesting thinking, like, oh, yeah, you could have, like, a whole cult of witches that you have to take out or something during the gameplay of it. I mean, like, here's the thing. This is either going to be the best step they've taken for this franchise, or, or this gonna is going to be the one that puts the bullet in the foot of the horse. Oh, I, yeah. I personally, at least, I, I haven't played too many Resident Evil games, especially more of the like recent ones. I never played Biohazard just because, one, I'm a baby back bitch, so I don't deal with horror too well. <laughs> um, but this one, especially just because of like the whole like Victorian Gothic, like, aesthetic of like like i said it just reminds me of van helsing so much that i'm just like all right i'm gonna follow at least the development of this game and see what's going on because if they lean more into this like werewolves which is a cult and shit that's just more up my alley so like i'm on the side of like this is the best step they could have taken so what do you guys hope to see with this new resident evil I mean, given how the RE3 remake was a, dare I say it, a flop, or at least got it. Resident Evil 3's remake, I'm pretty sure, was the one that got a lot of mixed reviews on. And a lot of people were like, hey, you could have done better with this. Yeah. Um, But given that, and given how it had such a mixed reaction, I feel like they, they it's either they're going to go all the way up, and they're going to bring it back to where it was, or possibly sort of even greater heights, or they're going to drag it down, and they're going to drag it down screaming. I, I really hope it's dragging it up to, like, uh, elevating it. Listen, man, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the Victorian era, you know, like, motif and everything. Like, I love that that oh. a, like atmosphere and everything. If they do really well with this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so happy. But if they, if they lose it, man, it's gone. Ugh, yeah. It's it's either a win or lose, and I'm really just really hoping they get this this win. Ian, what's your thoughts on uh, Resident Evil Village? Um, never played a Resident Evil game. Wait, you've never, never been, played like, into one? the? No. Oh man, no Resident Evil game. Never played one. Oh We're man, um, yeah, so it, it definitely seems more interesting than the other versions uh, of the game. Like the uh, old copies of it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It might be the one that gets me interested in the Resident Evil story, but um, I've never been too big of a fan of the whole zombie genre. 
you're also a little uh, squeamish when it comes to horror. Like, I've known you a long time. You don't do yeah, horror, like, horror at all. Stuff, yeah. That's crazy. Like, it also... Flashback to us watching Terrifier in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, because, yeah. like, I, you're super, like, in the Dead by Daylight community, which, by the way, yeah. the Silent Hill DLC released so, yeah. today. Uh, today. But I never would have pegged you as someone that hasn't played Resident Evil before. Yeah. I don't know. It's like everyone's talked about it, but never I've never actually gotten the game. That's fair. Also, talking about release today, though, Pokemon Armor of Isle got dropped today. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, the 17th. It got released today. So that's, you know, a whole new thing. A whole new set of activities, a whole new set of Pokemon, everything. It's a big, big, big content drop. I'm going to have to get on that. The biggest thing, and I know it's like a small feature in the DLC, but apparently your Pokemon will follow you around like HeartGold and SoulSilver. I'm so happy. I'm not going to lie. My favorite uh, Pokemon, at least in my own party right now, to have that follow me is probably just like Leafeon. I love the evolutions. Call me a basic bitch all you want, but Leafeon is like, I I just love it, and especially right now I'm just like, oh yeah, and being is that able to a, see it. Is that a DLC for Sword and Shield? Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. It's it's so, the first of the two part because they have two part DLCs. They have the Armor of Isle, which released today, and mm-hmm. then they have the Crown Tundra, which is releasing I think either November or December. I think they um, a lot of that for November. But uh, it's one of two part DLCs that they had planned where uh, they're going to add a whole bunch of new or new Pokemon that they could that they didn't add previously because of space issues. Um, Hmm. They're now adding them into this game so you can uh, catch them and find them. The Pokedex is getting bigger, whatever. So new Pokemon connections to other places and a whole lot of shit to do. Some of the Gigamax and Galarian forms look really cool. Finally getting to see the Reggie-like Pokemon that you were talking about last week was really cool. <laughs> it Seeing was really cool. It, the really dragon like, type. The oh. dragon Reggie is, in all honesty, my favorite. As much as I like like the Reggies like as a whole uh, like unit, being like Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, and Reggie Brock and all of that, the whole like Reggie... Uh, Reggie Reggie, I forget the name, how to pronounce it. Reggie Drago. Uh, Reggie Drago and the electric type. Uh, Reggie, Tr- Reggie, Reggie East? Reggie... Reggie East, I think. I uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. but Reg- I don't uh, know. Uh, it's, it's always the electric Reggie that slips <laughs> our mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because uh, we're all focused on the dragon one because it looks the coolest. Like on the one side is the whole like dragon head and shit. That's the coolest one. Oh. They showed off the Blastoise, like, Gigamax. Oh, as someone who stands Squirtle, just, like, having a whole-ass fortress on your back with water cannons, like, that is just my dream for the Gigamax. The flavor text they gave for that form is incredible, too. Because it says, it says, of the 48 cannons mounted on its back, they can all move and fire individually. <laughs> oh, my oh God. Oh, my Lord. Imagine so, actually seeing, like, a 
Gigamax. A giant fucking turtle <laughs> with 48 oh. cannons of various sizes. Of various sizes and, like, of different size as well, because you've got the big ones, the smaller ones, and then the smallest ones. But even still, it's just like, oh, God, that's a big turtle. Also, uh, one of the biggest announcements from this has been the PS5. They finally showed off the console, and it's had oh, a... God. Interesting memes. response. The memes. Yeah. Hold on. I saw <laughs> one where it was like a like humanoid version of like the Xbox like berating it, and then the PS5 is like, nah, puts on a trench coat and then just pops the collar. It's just like <laughs> pops collars are the next big thing, and I'm just like, oh, oh god, god, it does look like a it looks like an edgy teen with, like, a big trench coat and popped collars. I'm just like, oh, no. Like, the specs of the uh, of the actual console itself, fantastic. But the look of it is just, like, you could have done so much better. I believe, also, these next-gen consoles are the first consoles to have SSDs inside of them. Yes. Which yes. is, holy shit, boys. PC might actually have competition for once. For it's once. Intense. Yeah. Because we, I, we, I th I'm pretty sure we've all got SSDs in our computers, at least. Yeah. I mean, you need an SSD in order for your system to run. <sighs> yeah, but, like, uh, at least higher-end SSDs that we've got. Uh, and uh, just seeing all the specs that uh, we've... I'm pretty sure all of us have at least considered buying a new-gen console just for the fact of, like, one, exclusives that we talked about last week, mm -hmm. and two the like loading times and the SSD and just the power itself of these uh consoles like the okay. fact that games might not even have to have loading screens anymore on console because That's the insane. console will be able to preload and pre-generate that other area that you're running to the fact that if you played for say like Warzone on it or something like that it would generate the whole map so you wouldn't have to worry about lag or anything like that period it would make everything oh. so fast that's that's yeah. just wild in my opinion considering like jumping from like the xbox one and the ps4 which are still like good consoles in themselves sometimes like, you hit that loading screen and you're like oh let me go to the bathroom cook some food <laughs> and then walk my dog and when i get back it'll still be loading like especially the PS4 because my neighbor has a PS4. I've played the like infamous games on there. Like those, some of the low times I've been gone for like twenty minutes, and it's still I come back and it's still loading, and I'm just like, oh, are you kidding me? Damn. Ugh. Overall, though, I think the new consoles. It's interesting hearing they're showing them off and stuff. They still haven't shown any prices though. Yeah. Ugh, that's that's the one thing that's kind of keeping me from like entirely being like yo let me cop a ps5 or uh let me get this like xbox scarlet is like mm, if i'm gonna have to pay like a thousand dollars for a new console like a goddamn iphone i'm not for it <laughs> I was i'm about not to say, for if, it at all if apple's out here charging nine hundred dollars for a stand Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> what, what, oh, what, yeah. what, are, what are they about to charge for these next-gen consoles? An arm and a leg? Uh, you know what? Maybe it's worth it. It's definitely not, but... The one interesting thing about the PS5 launch event, which 
I was super surprised and excited to see a new Ratchet and Clank game get announced. But the idea that they're selling one as a base model without a hard drive, so it's just going, or without a disk drive, sorry about that. So there's a possibility that someone could buy it and just not have to purchase a physical game at all at this point. And I don't think many consoles have done that before. I think Xbox did it with their Xbox One once before, but... I haven't heard of that, but that's definitely something interesting because when it comes to, like, consoles at least, uh, we've all at least had, like, a console of either it being, like, Switch, Xbox at one point, or whatever. Like, I know... Yeah, GameCube even. Like, Ian had a PS4, and I'm pretty sure still has it, or at least his family does. But, like, just the, like, at least novelty of owning that, like, physical copy is something a little bit different but uh switching to like an entirely digital format is strange especially for consoles it's really funny too because it ties back to i think one of the really earlier episodes of the podcast where we talked about physical versus digital and if digital is going to take over and i guess i guess digital's for some people it 100 percent will i I think it's really weird that a console would like would promote that over physical copies because because i mean isn't the point of like the pc that you're going completely digital while console you're you're you have physical discs and you're you know you keep the novelty of the physicality right strange but i mean you know appropriate for what's going on now at least I mean, hey, you know what they say, imitation is the highest form of flattery, and the next-gen consoles are kind of <laughs> PC look yeah, real they're, quick. They're, they're, they're really catching are. up. They're introducing SSDs into consoles, and now it's like uh, PS5 at least. We haven't heard Unreal anything. 5 demo. Yeah, Unreal that... 5. Oh. 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 They're, that... trying to, they're trying to become the PC that, they're tr- that they've been trying to beat for a while. That demo sold yeah. me on the idea of PS5 actually holding like competition to PC gaming at the moment. That demo, yeah, that demo, honestly, because that was just the test build of the PS5 at the time. Like the fact that you can run games like that, it might actually be a PC killer. Because unless, oh, yeah. unless you're unless you're willing to spend like thousands on graphics cards and you know processors and everything just to get the highest quality performance you can you know instead of going out of your way and spending insert amount of money here for the next gen (laughs) console um you know it could honestly be worth it to just pick up the console at that point especially if they could go a smart way and make it like what you'd expect for a console like 500 600 because it's a higher end new thing um, which is still a bit pricey, but you know, at least more manageable than say like an iPhone. Yeah, an iPhone or a you know building a computer for two K or like go and constantly having to upgrade the computer because they're constantly up in graphics and suddenly your graphics card that you bought a year ago isn't exactly keeping up anymore. Mm. So that's another thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars or whatever it is for the graphics card. You know, yeah. th- this might be the way that they help out the little guy who can't afford that and can't afford to build his own PC rig, stay with the competition and stay possibly above it for some people. Yeah. I was looking at some of the specs and uh, they have their graphics board that they have in the PS five is about equivalent to the 
RTX 2080. Damn. God yeah. Damn. Yeah. Similar mm-hmm. in power, at least. I mean, output. Um, if that's then... the key, it's already got me beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they also have an eight core processor. It's an AMD. It's an AMD chip, so it might be like decent quality. I don't. I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting seeing all of these consoles and where they end up on that like line comparing everything to PC gaming and graphics cards. Like, I know, Ian, you just upgraded your system right. and everything recently to... Didn't you upgrade to a 2080? Yeah, 2080 upgraded super. to a 2080 Super. So, like, you're set for the next few years on that. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be crazy watching these consoles realistically compete with the PC gaming at this point. And yeah, I mean, it might definitely be worth the money because if you're getting a console with um that powerful of a graphics card it is probably going to be more worth it if it's around the a thousand dollar uh you know mark markup price Hmm. like that's that that is worth the graphics and any other sort of peripheral peripherals you could put into a computer and for the same performance at least yeah yeah which is crazy to think about that you know, you don't have to build the rig. You don't have to go out yeah. and get the parts. You don't have to spend, you know, money upgrading it and getting peripherals or whatever. Or like, hey, oh no, I broke my mouse. I have to go get another one. It's, oh shit, dude. Here's my PS5 that I bought for an amount of money, probably comparable to a, a low-end gaming rig PC. Yeah. Let me just hang out and play this, you know, right out of the box. Yeah. Besides that, uh... E3, they announced uh, and released Persona 4 Golden during their showcase, which I know some of us have picked up from that release date. Uh, Connor, you actually didn't uh, play any Persona games before. Have you tested it out at all and played any of it? We had talked about it last week about how uh, I've never touched the Persona franchise, but I've uh, been told to on numerous occasions. And after that, I, I, I'm i a man of my word. I went out of my way as soon as that podcast was over and as soon as it got dropped and I bought it. Um, and I think it was a day later or something like that. I sat down and I streamed it for a little bit. Um, I only played about three hours. I didn't get very far. But from what I've seen... It opening with this 80s television style happy intro about defeating shadow versions of yourself and like defeating the evil within and shit. I was like, um, I'm sold. And, you know, hearing the English voice acting, which, you know, half the time I, I, I'm not a fan of English voice acting for Japanese games, um, which is funny because I, I want to be a voice actor. Uh, so that's what I would be doing, hopefully. But, I'm not a big fan of English voice acting for Japanese video games because I just feel like, you know, the emotion's lost and, like, half the time it's either, like, they're overacting it or, you know, they're underacting it and it just comes out flat and it just doesn't have the same hit as Japanese voice acting. And maybe it's because I'm American and can't understand Japanese so they could be, you know, overacting and I wouldn't be able to tell. But 
I enjoy the voice acting in Persona 4. I think it's really cool. And I think, the, you know, the voice actors gave their all. Um, and it was really cool sitting down and hearing these people give these performances and meeting the interesting cast of characters and everything that's happened in this like three days and them setting up, you know, the story and everything like that. It was honestly really cool. And I definitely want to sit down and play more of it. And at first I was like, oh, great. This is one of these movie games where I sit down and I watch more than I play. But the gameplay kicked in. And I was like, oh, shit, this is like a turn based RPG dungeon crawler. What the fuck? That's kind of cool. Mm. Wait, what do you mean I could take enemies as minions? Wait, what do you mean that I could use them and use their abilities and then upgrade and fuse them and everything like that's fucking crazy like i was not expecting something like that when i got into it i thought it would just be any other standard you know jrpg and i enjoyed it a lot and especially with you know the customizable uh difficulty settings that was cool as hell you can edit you know how much xp you get after a fight you can edit how much damage enemies do or take or something like that it's like the fact that you can do all that shit is really cool and really sold me on it and like you can have the most customized experience you want out of it which is fantastic i uh haven't played any of persona 4 because i've been playing a lot of smite with you guys (laughs) and uh that's been really interesting especially because you guys are all like i would say more experienced than i am in that regards out of the group uh here and probably i think most of the people in our discord and everything like that the people we hang out with i was basically the atlas who brought the flame of smite into our group because I was following them back in the very early development when the game looked like shit. Oh, yeah. And I was watching them develop this game and everything like that, and eventually they got to a point where I was like, ooh, open beta, let's play this. And then I think Ian got dragged in, and Brendan got dragged in, and Will yeah. and a whole bunch of other people all got dragged in, and they decided to play it with us. And I love it. Uh, like smite is one of those games where like i have a love-hate relationship <laughs> because high-res is a company oh my god is they're a so joke bad. So bad. <laughs> you make beautiful games you make very very beautiful mm. games and we love you please 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 keep making games but i don't know what kind of monkey you got in your balancing team homie but you gotta slap him some more money, <laughs> slap him some more five-hour energy, or help this some man out. Oh. Help this man out. What are you doing, oh Balance Team? Oh my goodness. A balance? What is that in a, in a fucking <sighs> uh, competitive MOBA? What is that? I just imagine the the balancing team for Smite is some is one dude sitting in a closet with a very loud AC unit pumping in the background, and he has a roulette table. And that's how he decides what happens. He's like, oh, let's see what we're doing in this patch. And he spins it. And it's like, nerf character who is obsolete for many years anyways. And he's like, okay. (laughs) It's been really fun getting to learn the game. And like, 
I had seen Smite when it was first announced and everything, but I had no idea, like, how big it has grown since the initial impressions I had on it. And you guys have introduced me to it, and it's way better than I expected. This is coming from, like, I only played League of Legends for, like, the longest time. I was there during, like, the start of it and everything. I have a collector's edition somewhere, but, like... Uh, Smite feels really different, and it's a breath of fresh air in the genre, really, that I'd never paid attention to, and I feel bad because it is really good. And, like, the idea of a actual third-person MOBA is just amazing. I remember when we had started playing like a week or two ago or something like that you were like i don't know guys i'd played this game before and it was kind of trash i didn't have fun with it and then you sat down and you played that first match with us and you were like oh shit okay i'm sold <laughs> i admit yeah, i was uh, wrong you hopped on guan yu and it was just like oh this you game get is on, fun with friends <laughs> you get on that horse and you start swinging the guan dao and suddenly you're having fun <laughs> and oh man especially oh, yeah. jumping back from like league to smite and at least my own uh uh like experience with it it's just like smite was uh i started off with league in like season two or season three quit for a couple of years and started playing smite with you guys got back into league after we quit smite after like high school and everything because we were like "Eh, this game is kind of boring now and now we're getting back into it and it's just kind of like reinvigorating the fact that like oh yeah we used to have like a lot of fun with this game mm. and the fact that like we were like pretty decent at it too at least from uh, yeah. uh, like our yeah. recent match oh, yeah. history our going... incredible oh yeah coming oh, back my gosh. it's just like oh wait yeah we remember how to play as a team yeah and it's, it's funny because the time I had... it's like no communication too we're just oh, yeah. like we don't even have to talk <laughs> no <laughs> yeah and we can it's, be it's funny too because I had the opposite situation of Brendan, where I started with Smite. That was the first MOBA I played, other than, like, oh. bullshitting around in Dota 2 back in the day. But I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing, and I only played against bots, so, like, I don't really count that. Um, yeah. But Smite was the first MOBA I played, the first one. And I remember it got to the point where the balancing was so shit that I was like, all right, I'm out. And I quit the game, and I literally just left cold turkey. And I make it sound like an addiction, because it is. Um, but... Then I met you, Ryan, and I met Owen and everyone like that. And you guys were like, hey, play League of Legends with us. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can do that. And I started playing League and I got really into that. But I don't know. I just, I love the game, but it just didn't have that hook. It just felt slow and it felt like not as intense. And like even the big team fights, you were like, ah, yes, team fight. This is an enjoyable experience in which one (laughs) will win and one will lose. And then we go back to Smite. It's like, oh shit, he's coming for the lurk! Oh fuck! <laughs> Hit the fucking Penta! And it's like all that shit. Oh. And it was incredible. Oh. And I think that's the yeah. best part is Smite gives you that rush of adrenaline that League can't provide. Fucking Ian stealing ways. my Penta. Yeah. <laughs> and that was so unfortunate. <laughs> but then, Ian, I feel like you have the most interesting experience yeah. with anyone with MOBAs. Yeah, so actually Smite is the only MOBA I've played. And um like I was I was super into it and I've kind of 
been super into it. I think I went on like like a year hiatus. You know, it was it was when we all dropped the game. We all dropped it at once. We moved on to some different stuff. Don't remember like now. Stuff like DVD and such. Yeah. Um. So we, I, I at least took like, I don't know, a year. Oh, we started playing Overwatch. I think that's what it was. Yeah. We, yeah. we migrated yeah. from. Wow. We jumped on to balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another. That's oh, another man. beast entirely. Uh Yeah. So we got on Overwatch and we played that for a while. We all took pretty much a year off. I started playing it once in a while. And I would join um, this one other friend that we all have. Um, I don't know if I should put names, but I'm not going to. Um, so we, I, I started playing with this one other friend, and uh, you know, we did that for a couple months, and then I kind of stopped, and then I would jump on for like a week here and there. And I remember during this time, y'all were like, "Damn, you still playing Smite?" And uh, <laughs> and now just coming back to it with all of us, and like. If it feels almost brand new in a way because like I know there were a lot of horrible issues going on with balancing and um oh. everything related to that. CC CC the crowd control was like ridiculously overpowered. And they actually tuned a lot of that down. But anyway, um it was really rocky, but right now playing it back again, it just feels like it's in such a better place. It feels and good. Yeah, really. Uh, I will say though, it's definitely um a smaller community now. There's less people playing it than before, but like it's still surprising that it's such a good game. Still a strong community too, regardless yeah. of like the size. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's surprising hearing that Smite's the only MOBA you played before because you're gameplay in smite i feel like if you ever went to another moba you would do like really well you understand how team fights work you understand like getting ces and everything to an extent that like a lot of players just do not understand to to give a little explanation ian is basically our de facto leader when it comes to smite uh and whether or not anyone wants to admit that it's kind of the truth no matter no matter what That's happens so team fights or anything ian you don't even notice it but all of us ask you what to do all the time really like, oh my god we'll, we'll load into a joust match and we'll be like ian which camp should we start should we go get this should we go get that and it's like we're not yeah. i'm not asking the team when i say hey should we kill bdk <laughs> it's hey ian should we go kill bdk <laughs> I, I like oh Ian, ha- Ian, I don't even know. Ian- I've never even noticed it. I've, I've always just, I know that occasionally I'll be like, yo, let's get this buff or whatever. Like, oh, oh, let's get yellow. It's up or whatever. I'll drag someone with me to take blue for Brendan and Lane or whatever. But like, that's like some sort of thing I don't even realize I'm doing. But like, yeah. you have the oh, skills man. and qualifications of a leader, and we all, we all use that. And <laughs> it's funny because like- you play with the headspace and like the skill level of a competitive player you have the head the mindset of all right here's buff management these are the timers on the buffs this is when Mm. this camp's gonna be up this is what we should do for lane pressure this is what we should do to pressure the team into playing defensive you know this is how we can't uh, counter you know people who are pushing us into a corner this is who we should focus in team fights this issue we should avoid what items we should get what build should we take like you have all that knowledge in your head on demand 
Like the rest of us have to sit there and be like, "Oh shit, what should I build?" And Ian will always just yeah, randomly I mean, like, "No, you should build this." Yeah, I I know that I'm really good at counterplay. I'll always be like, "Oh, Connor, pick up this." Yo, Brandon, you might want to get this in, in your build or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's. I can't. <laughs> I can't ask for a better group of people to <laughs> learn the game playing with because you guys have just been like. I'll ask questions being like, yo, whose uh, ability is that where it's like, oh, yo, there's a dragon just showing up out of nowhere. And I'm just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. okay, that's cool. And like, it's really cool seeing, it feels uh, really nice to just learn another game like that and seeing like how you guys understand the little mechanics in it that I just, I haven't understood mm. how it works yet. And like, you guys know what to do in these situations like i can be like oh what should i build here and understanding like coming off of like auto buy and stuff and trying to improve from that and like it's just been really cool you guys completely turned around my opinion on the game 100 percent welcome welcome to the community <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get ready to spend $60 on in-game <laughs> currency. <laughs> I see a Herc main in the future. <laughs> also, uh, Cthulhu released on Smite just oh, yeah. recently, so we've oh. all been seeing a lot of that in each of the matches we've been playing. A brand new Pantheon. It's... Can't wait for them to add one more god and then forget about it. Yes. Oh, God. Of it's... course. And the thing is, we've seen Cthulhus that are like, top tier or like yo how did you like play this character this well <laughs> this character just came out how do you already have everything like perfectly mastered and then you have ones that are essentially just eating glue like all right i'm gonna use this skill now and we all look at them like what are you doing oh you mean our teammate cthulhu every game we've ever played with cthulhu? <laughs> it's yeah. always just them Feels just bad. licking windows I'm looking just at like... you matt <laughs> yeah i remember i remember matt oh. oh god he was so bad that's literally just the in-game username was like matt and a bunch of numbers i remember you it was like matt three two six seven or something like that <laughs> matt three two six seven if you watch this podcast never play cthulhu again he's not for you oh, that's so funny <laughs> yeah that used to always happen i remember playing uh... ratatasker I, I uh, sucked with him, but I tried my best. That rats, rats, horrible. we are the rats. Yeah. But Smite has just been, like, it's interesting seeing, because coming from someone who has only played, it, like, traditional MOBAs of, like, League of Legends, like, Dota, stuff like that, it's really different where, like, I didn't, expect to have this level of play in something like smite with it being third person it's still weird to me that i can't look down which is just like you I, can't look down but you can jump exactly <laughs> you can jump and look up it's like huh but it's not if you can look up you get a 45 degree angle that's it you're gonna go like <laughs> I, their necks just don't go any higher it's just you know genetics uh, they didn't animate it that far <laughs> <laughs> but smite has really been a surprise to me in 
seeing the complexity and the skill ceiling in the game has been surprising. Seeing people that are, like, able to build different items, and I didn't expect Smite to have as in-depth of items as... And I would equate it to League, where, like, you can build a whole completely different build and be like, okay, I'm going to play my character as a bruiser this time instead of, like, a tank. And it's really cool seeing that in something like Smite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being able yeah. to just either go, like... Uh, especially in your case, Ryan, just, like, full damage to either being like, oh, hey, yeah, I don't like damage. <laughs> I don't like dying. Here, let me just never die. Uh, and then there's my case, at least, full glass cannon of, like, sure, you could kill me, but you could also, uh, I could also kill you in, like, three seconds. Yeah. Which Smite... we've all seen. Smite is just that game where it feels similar enough to the MOBAs that we've all played or seen before, but different enough that it pulls you in in ways you wouldn't expect. Like, you're caught up in the action of the fights. You are, like, f- you feel like you're in legitimate danger when you're head-to-head with a team of five and you're just a melee combatant in the middle of the field, like, throwing shoulders and haymakers. And when it's in comparison of League of Legends, where it's top-down and your little dude's running and you're just spamming right-click and you're like, oh, God, oh, no, they're all king. <laughs> You feel it, it makes you feel a sense of panic when your ability says 0.2 seconds until you can cast it again, and you're like, I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out. <laughs> that, that third person perspective definitely puts you in that more mindset yeah. of like, oh fuck, this is actually me, or like I'm actually doing this, of where like, oh shit, if I don't hit my stun or if I don't hit this knockup, like this entire team fight is absolutely screwed. I will yeah. say, popping off in Smite. I would argue feels better than popping off in League of Legends because of the, the, like, and maybe (laughs) it's just the camera angle just makes you get more in, like, the moment with Smite, but you feel the tension of, like, oh, shit, I just knocked that guy out of the fight, and we can, like, push up and Mm -hmm. start taking other enemies. I'd also say it's probably, as well from that, the fact that auto-attacks aren't guaranteed hits. It's like you actually got to spin and aim. So it's not like, it's like, I'm going to get this Penta. Let me right click this person right now. It's, oh shit, dude. Oh shit, dude. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. You can miss like four or five shots and be like, okay, well now, now I'm too far away from this person. I have to walk to catch up. And then you got to hit your shots again. Like, Uh, it's that that pressure, all that pressure of just like actually being in that view space at least of like oh hey yeah i hit like two autos now they're out of range and i either gotta use my movement uh like dash or whatever and it's just jesus christ uh i will say some uh ryan can probably agree with me on this getting it like a quadra or a penta at least in league of legends not as satisfying as like smite of where you're like fighting over the shoulder being like oh yeah you get a triple kill in Smite, and you're feeling good. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I've been there. I've been there. Especially I'm not the best at the game, but the few times that I've been like, oh, shit, I got a multi-kill here, has been really, like, satisfying. <laughs> yeah. And now, since we're all pining for a game of Smite, I feel it's the perfect time to wrap up here so we can get back to our serious video game addiction. 
<laughs> so agreed. Thank you everyone so much for coming to buy to watch this episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, we love and appreciate your viewership and support. Have a beautiful night, day, evening, morning, 3 a.m. What the fuck are you doing up moment? Have a nice whatever, people. Stay beautiful. Peace. Bye guys. Peace out. Thank you.